What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds Podcast, better known as 3FN. And as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. My name is Rich. I am your host. And joining me, as they do every single week, two of my best friends. First of all, he is the man who just this past month set the record for Uber deliveries. However, he didn't charge anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ron. What's happening? And of course, he's the man that doesn't need an introduction, but yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. He is hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Diesel. I'm sad to announce this is my last show. I'm moving to Detroit to open up a pawn store. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's weird. All day long, I, I, I have to trim my beard before I go because I have to wear a mask in New York City. Yeah. And uh, all day long, I've fucking had this hair from my mustache. keeps tickling my nose. Yep. So during the introduction, I'm doing the whole intro, <laughs> and I'm fucking trying to rub my <laughs> nose. So if you guys heard me come away from the mic a little bit or it got a little like weird, it wasn't me fucking playing with my voice. It was me trying to uh, get the tickling out of my nose. But uh, with that being said, how is everybody out there at home? I ask you guys every week like I can yep. hear you, but I, I hope you're doing well. And if you're not, I hope we can bring a little ray of sunshine. Uh, everybody in this room seems to think that it is uh, this week has been a long week and it's only Monday. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But uh, before I jump into combined, my stuff is going to take up a good portion of the show because we're going to kind of give you my outlook as New York Comic Cons this week. And as you know, I will be going to be pressed there with 607 Podcast. So uh, it's, it's an exciting time. We're going to talk about that. We're going to preview some stuff coming down at New York Comic Con and uh, how you can be involved if you're at home. You're, you're going to wonder to find out. Uh, but before we get there, I want to talk to the guys about how their week was. And I'm going to start with Ronald. Ronald, how has been your week? And uh, have you done anything fun and interesting? Uh, not really fun or interesting. Uh, just our, you know, our movie group on Thursday for Venom, which we'll talk about later. Yes, Venom uh, is coming up at the end of the show. Uh, late, uh, over the weekend, it was kind of uneventful. I got stuck working overtime yesterday, so my week has been long already because <laughs> it's just like been work, work, work for the last like three for three weeks. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, at work, I unfortunately hit a dog today because they didn't have it on a leash. And started yelling at me because it ran out in the middle of the street. Well, that sucks. And there was no way I was stopping the truck that I was doing if I even saw the dog. Yeah. I didn't see the dog. <laughs> so, you know, that happened. Yeah. So, so, so that's why it's been a long week. It's been one of those things. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, Diesel, how's been your week? And what have you been up to? Not too much. Uh, since you last heard from me, I've worked a lot. 
Uh, again, we did a movie night, and then I uh, played some Magic the Gathering Saturday at what? Dragon Master Games, 1235 Upper Front Street, in a 2K, where I did spectacularly bad. Oh. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I uh, worked at the store yesterday, <laughs> where uh, one of the people here was told the owner, we're going to play a lot of games today. He wasn't feeling it after the 2K, and neither was I. So we played Arena all day yesterday. <laughs> they did. I witnessed this. <laughs> well, I saw some of it when I came in yeah. to record that 607 TWS. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know this is real. Yeah. So uh, that's about it. Like uh, the tournament here, the 2K at Magic uh, for Magic the Gathering Modern was a big success. They had 56 players uh, for the first major tournament since COVID, which was a rousing success. Um, great job by Dragon Master Games, and then they provided pizza for everybody, which they didn't have to do, which was a nice move, though. Very nice. To the tune of eight pizzas. Eight pizzas From total. what I heard. Yep. Eight sheet pizzas. Um, if you're not sure what a sheet is, because I know somewhere in the United oh, yeah. States there's no sheet pizza that, that, that kind of exists in kind of our little upstate bubble. In some places, and I think it's leaked into Pennsylvania a little yeah. bit. But a sheet pizza is a giant square pizza with usually about 32 slices. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, it's delicious. Yeah. Yes, it's delicious. Um, but yeah, they did a great job running the event and uh shout out to uh my good friend Randy for top fouring. Awesome. And, right on. And shout out to Kevin for top eighting. Ooh, nice. A uh, new newer player that's been rapidly getting better and better throughout the last year, so very oh. good for them. Oh, all the reason why I stopped playing. Oh, dude. <laughs> I played the Just Guy control list. I won round one. It wasn't even fun. I, I shellacked my opponent and it was oh well, it was kind of sad. Right. Round two, played the mirror, lost. Round three, played humans. After game one, got a deck check, which is always just uh, da, da, sitting around waiting for your deck to be checked. No no problems for either of us. And then he was on humans, and I lost 2-1 to humans. Round four, I lost to burn, 2-1. Round five was probably my favorite match of the day where I played against Living End. Oh, <laughs> Game three, I brainstorm locked myself out of the game with Jace because I was at one life. He hard cast a 5-5 five five, uh, with Hexproof. That's it. And I Jace brainstorm. And I can't crack a fetch. And put two lands on top. <laughs> I was brainstorm locked out of the game. Oh. <laughs> And then I dropped at that point because it was like, all right, there's, I, yeah, I should have dropped like two rounds prior, but I was having fun. So, yeah, it was play, oh, yeah. just to play. But then I watched uh, Randy play and he played very well and nice. made it to the top four. And then they just split. So it was a good day for everyone here. And that was my week. Nice. No, nah. no, mine was a, a pretty low key weekend. I uh, stayed home and got some stuff done around the house because obviously I was going out. We went to the movies on Thursday night. I uh, went and saw my kid play football Friday night. Oh, nice. Uh, Saturday, I'm trying to remember what I did. I don't think I did anything really Saturday. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I did. If I did, I'm not remembering it, so I'm, I'm assuming I just stayed home. Uh, and Sunday, I watched football with uh, Ken M from the ODPH and also Padawan Jay, who was on vacation because of New York Comic Con. We all went down to Jonathan's and uh, had some food. It's a real good time. And uh, watched the Buffalo Bills destroy <laughs> the right. Texans 40 to nothing. <laughs> And uh, also yelled at the Titans because I had them in locks and leaps and they failed me on a point. But the Kansas City Chiefs, who I hated picking, did get me two points, so I made up for that. And both of my leaps won yesterday. So. Nice. Nice. So I was excited about that. And uh, outside of that, you know, it's just been setting up for New York Comic Con, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. And uh, it's, it's been a long it's been a long one. Yeah. Nice. I, I can't, no complaints, though. 
but with that being said, uh, we're hoping all of you guys are having a great time. But it is time of that show where we have to do those said opening plugs. And of course, that means uh, we want to hear from you. Hit us up on all the social media accounts and make sure you're following them, especially because I'm going to be very active at New York Comic Con on the social media, giving out news as it comes. Because I'm not just going to be recording stuff as I'm sitting at panels. As long as I'm allowed to have my phone out, I will be messaging what's going on. So make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok, because I will be doing TikTok reaction videos and so on and so forth all weekend long. And uh, it's Three Fat Nerds Pod. Throw an at in front of it if you have to. And remember, for everything, it's the number three, not the word three. Uh, so make sure you're following us that. Of course, 8122productions.com will give you all that information. It'll give you all the information about all the social medias, friends of the show, musical guests on the show, uh, local sponsors, everything's there. The links to our T Public store, if you would like to support us, is there and grab some cool merch. And on top of that, the link to twitch.tv slash 607 podcast is there. Make sure you're following because every night of New York Comic Con, we will be coming to you live from our hotel room to give, break down the day that was at the con from uh, people who are on the floor. Also, we're going to go see uh, Bond on Thursday nice. in New York City, so that's going to be awesome. Uh, and then on uh, last but certainly not least, also on there, you can also find the link to Patreon. Uh, for as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content. And it's, like I said, costs you $1. helps us out. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. It's a great uh, it's a great bit of service for you guys. So make sure you hit that up and check that out. And that's the opening plugs this week. I'm trying to keep it short but sweet because we're going to be recycling and coming back to things uh, throughout the show. But we are not going to open up with a news feed, you know what? Because, uh, let's be honest, the Facebook lockout usually stops me from like having the uh, wonderful stuff. And if you don't remember, we record on Mondays. If you're on Patreon, you hear it Monday nights. If not, it's available everywhere else Tuesday. And, of course, uh, yeah, you know, Facebook shit the big one. Facebook and Instagram shit the big one on Monday, so whatever. And that's not the whole reason. There just wasn't a ton of news that I was really excited about talking about to begin with. Yeah. But there is something that is, is, I am excited about talking about, and that is, of course, New York Comic Con. And uh, a little backstory. I have never been to New York Comic Con, although I have wanted to go for a good portion of my life. Uh, this will be the first time I'm there, and I'm there as press, so that's awesome. Thank you to Reed Pop uh, for having me at New York Comic Con and accepting my uh, press badge. That's awesome. Thank you. And uh, there's a lot of things going down, man. There's a lot of guests. There's a lot of panels going down. Uh, you know, it's it's from what I understand, it's a lot smaller than years past. I know Funko's not showing up in a big bad way. They are showing up, but it's not going to be their normal gigantic section. Uh, I know that even the funniest part is Midtown Comics isn't even the main comic distributor. Uh, that honor is going this year to Wicked Monkey Comics. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it's a, it's a cool design, by the way. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, it's there's a lot of cool things going on. Hayden Christensen's going to be there. What? You know, uh, the the man, the myth, the legend, the ninety year old. Can you believe he's ninety? William Shatner. Yes. Yeah. Ninety years <laughs> young. <laughs> William Shatner. He looks amazing for he's, ninety. He's going into space. I know, but he looks amazing for ninety. John Cena will be in the house, although we can't see him. Oh, man. Uh, da uh, David Harbour will be there. Uh, Adam Savage will be there, and so many more. Ooh. And of course. If you know any, like, there's a ton of artists in there going to be there. I know Greg Capolo is going to be there. I know Scott Snyder is going to be there. Tons of people are going to be live and in person right at New York Comic Con. I mean, hell, I'm on a list right now on the official uh, New York Comic Con uh, app, which anybody can use. Uh, speaking of which, I should try to plug this early on. A lot of what's going down is actually being able to be streamed, and they have a streaming pass. 
New York Comic Con does. So you can buy, uh, my wife, uh, me and my wife looked it up because uh, the kid, uh, $20, and it's the whole weekend, and you can virtually go to Comic Con. And there's a lot of exclusive virtual only programming that even me on the floor doesn't get. Oh, nice. That's it, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, like pretty uh, I'm just looking at day one alone, and it uh, it opens at 10 a.m. with the eighth and eleventh doctors are back for a whole new uh, Doctor Who, uh, whole new comic, Who comic. Oh, nice. So you know they're gonna have celebrities there. It's all virtual. It's nothing live. I mean, I can watch it live there, but technically, <laughs> I'm in person. I mean, you can't, but it, it, I can watch it live from a screen there is what I mean. You, you're going to be at a panel, and you're just going to be watching live on your phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they have a ton of them, like uh, Dark dork, dork, uh, dark Horse Hour of Horror. Say that five times fast. Dark Horse Hour of Horror. Thank you. Yeah. You got it. You got it the first time. Were you <laughs> nervous? Were you nervous? Because I, I couldn't say it. So you have stuff like that. It's a virtual only. So you might want to look into that. So you can go to uh, NYC or NewYorkComicCon.com. And uh, go ahead and uh, pick up some stuff. Like I said, twenty bucks is a good, pretty good deal. Yeah. Well, I, I'm pondering about doing it. Yeah. And there's, a, there, I mean, when I say there's a lot on this list, I'm not going to go through all of it because obviously, uh, if you want to see like a real in-depth dive, I suggest you check out our friends at the ODPH this week. They did their normal yearly in-depth dive. They went through all the panels. I'm not going to do that. I'm kind of more talking about my experience and kind of getting some uh, feedback from uh, the two gentlemen in the room. Uh, as well as you guys, hopefully, if you guys come in. So there's a there's a big draw to it, and they're not paying me to get you to go for the 20 bucks. I'm just saying. I'm looking right now, and there's easily, just at 10 a.m. alone, there's probably, look it, I'm showing Diesel. Holy shit. There's probably, those are all virtual only. So wow. there's at least 20 virtual only starting out, and that's Thursday. <laughs> nice. And a lot of the other stuff is being filmed from the main stage and from the other rooms, so you can watch those as well. So, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting day. I have my little schedule. Look at this. I have a little schedule filled out <laughs> of the things that I will be going uh, to. If you see it on the schedule, that means uh, the, this is all the things that are going down. If the little star is lit up, that means that's what Rich is doing. Nice. But uh, we got a ton of we got a ton of stuff to, uh, planned out, and it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, things that are sticking out to me right off the top on Thursday is uh, they're doing a William Shatner spotlight, and that's on main stage. Uh, that's going to be kind of cool. That starts at 11 a.m. I think that's pretty cool. You get to hear stories from uh, the legend himself, William Shatner. Oh. I still can't believe he's 90. Oh, Behind-the-scenes stories from T.J. Hooker? Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, they also have a really cool Welcome to Earth. That's going to be one of the smaller rooms, and uh, it's a virtual screening, so I think you can also see that online. Uh, that is a show that Disney Plus is putting out through Discovery Plus that uh, has Will Smith traveling around the globe and learning about different uh, things in nature. Oh, sweet. So it's kind of a cool little concept. Uh, I'm really interested to see that. Uh, they have comics versus illustrated books, The Ultimate Showdown. Uh, so that's another one that's a smaller panel, but you you know you might want to check that out. Uh, Disney Plus also coming back in big, strong ways with Disney, Disney Plus is Among the Stars. Uh, we got to note, the MCU is not really involved in this at all. Okay. Uh, and neither is DC. Like, there's some comic book stuff, but not a lot, which is interesting, but it is left open. Disney Plus is bringing a lot. I know Prime has an entire day of great block up stuff and you know Hulu's got some stuff like there's so there's there's still stuff coming. And Peacock, cock, cock, the Peacock. It's doing Peacock things. One of the ones that I cannot wait for, by the way, is uh, The Sandman Returns. It's a conversation with a star-studded cast of the Sandman Act 2 presented by DC and Audible. That is like a, an Audible comic book. Uh, really good story though going on, and of course uh, I know that I'm a personal fan of Sandman. Uh, Diesel, are you a fan of Sandman? Nope, never got into. Never Sandman got Sandman. Books. Did you ever get into? I it, right? read it. I was. I didn't. It's it's weird because I didn't understand it at first because it was early on. Um, I didn't get it, 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, I started rereading some of the stuff later, and I understand it a little bit better more because when I, you know, back in the 90s, it was, Sandman was weird yeah. shit. Um, and that was when I first started. So it was more or less because my buddy was reading it. So I was like, all right. And I didn't get it. I'm not going to lie, but I love the artwork in it. Oh, the, yeah, art the, the, the artwork phenomenal. was amazing. And that's phenomenal. why I kept reading it. But I had to go back and reread it. And now I understand it. Okay. I, uh, I, during that day, I should have started off by saying the first thing we're doing Thursday morning is that at 10 a.m., uh, myself, uh, the whole Six or Seven podcast team, uh, Ken M reached out and, uh, they're, they're very generous. The, the Funimation people are having a big outing this year at Comic Con, and they have this really big setting, uh, for a fan experience called, uh, Sakura Park. And we have a tea time, not 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 tea like golf, but tea as in the beverage. We have a tea time as, as press. We've got invited to Sakura Park at 10 a.m. to get a private uh, showing of Sakura Park, What all the cool things. Because inside there's a place where uh, people can rest, charge their phones, relax. But on top of it, and get food, eat food. But on top of it, there's also a little fun anime-style activities of, of different Foom Nation uh, properties. They are serving food, allegedly, I guess, to us, which is interesting. This year, uh, I've got some years past. Speaking of food and we're fat, we might as well take a detour here as well. Uh, food trucks. I guess a big thing at the Javits is food trucks. It always has been. But this year, they're themed. So Chucky has a, a has a food truck for Ooh, child's play. We're right. going to be talking about him in a second because he's on one of my days. No, no. Because if I'm at New York Comic Con and the best food truck is a Chucky truck, I don't get to enjoy that. <laughs> Fuck that nonsense. <laughs> but anyways, like a bunch of different things, animes and a whole bunch of stuff is like there's a Ghostbusters one, I do believe. So they're theming their, their food trucks, which I think is awesome. And it's <laughs> awesome for me because uh, some of these days I have jam-packed schedule against press. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to eat on the run. If the Ghostbusters theme truck does not have Ecto Cooler, you need to tip that truck over. <laughs> uh, I, I will. I love Ecto Cooler. <laughs> so one of the things that I know that I'm, I'm I'm trying to be a part of, but it might bump into something else because uh, unless I can dip out a little early, is uh, they, they are doing Welcome to the Blumhouse. Uh, they returned with that this year on Amazon Prime. Uh, there's going to be Q&A uh, featuring Jason Blum himself Ooh. at this uh, at this. Uh, thing that they're doing panels and screening uh in room 411 345 to 445 in the afternoon uh i think that's cool because that they start off with bingo hell uh which is out now and i need to see it and black as night uh madres and the manor are also coming out they're movies that they did exclusively for amazon prime and they look pretty fucking cool bingo hell looks amazing i think you would enjoy that it's it's literally what it sounds okay some (laughs) shit breaks out at a bingo game nice One of the things that we will definitely be doing, I know me and Ken M will be covering this for sure. I'm not sure if all of us as a team are going, but uh, because of Funimation, uh, we are going to be at the Anime Happens Here. It's a Funimation panel from 5 to 6 p.m. That's on the main stage. Uh, looks pretty cool. They've reached out. They're allowing us to be like super duper press. And uh, we're, in, in return, we're, we're excited for it. I got to be honest, you know me. I, I like some anime. I don't like a ton of anime. So this is going to be kind of interesting for me to see what they're doing as well. Uh, I know if Diesel was going to be there, 6.30 would be marked on your calendar because that's when the Twilight meetup is. Ooh. So fans of the movie Twilight. So I know you're a big fan. Team Jacob for life, motherfuckers. And like I said, there's a, a bunch of other things during the day on Thursday. That's kind of what my schedule is looking like on Thursday. A little light. Uh, we're probably going to be dipping out at a decent hour because we're going to go see Bond in, in New York City on premiere day. I was trying to con the guys into going to 4DX. <laughs> You know, it's only going to cost me $8 more because I got that on Regal Unlimited Pass. I'm just going to throw that out there. How much is it without the pass? 25 Dude. Still not bad. Dude. Ken, pony up. Do it, man. <laughs> Live it up. 
I told Kenny he could just get the pass. We go to the movies. Yeah, and if you can yeah. imagine how many points he would get by buying everybody's tickets? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't have the pass. I yeah. don't know either. I've, I've asked, often asked him or something. All jokes aside, though, Friday more, Friday is the one of the busier days for me at the con. But Friday morning, I don't know if I'm going to have time. If I do, I'm going to check this out. An hour with Adam Savage on the Empire stage. That's the That's two big awesome. stages, Empire, and the main stage. He's going to be on there. Uh, that that will probably be a shit ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, this is my mad dash day. Because starting at 1 o'clock. Now, mind you, my job, what we're going to be doing down there, and this is where 607 Podcast is really going to shine, is not only are we going to come back on the podcast and give you stuff, I am going to be filming a lot from New York Comic Con. I'm going to be filming, taking pictures. That's why I said keep your eyes on the social medias because I'm going to be posting stuff as it happens as long as I can have my phone out. There's certain times they tell you you can't have your phone out, especially as press, and then I will just report to you after. But that you're going to be kind of my note journal if you're on that. Also, you're going to, uh, we, I will be putting together videos after I come home of different days of Comic-Con, and they'll be released over the next few weeks on the YouTube channel. So 607 Podcast on YouTube, look it up, make sure you're following. I know there's not a ton of stuff there. It used to be, it was the uh, defunct 8122 Productions one. I'm sure that uh, there's some Ron unboxings there still. Yeah, probably. But, uh, but we're going to be streamlining that and kind of using that a little more, kind of with the more we've gotten into video. We're definitely going to be making videos when I come home of the stuff that we've done at Comic-Con. We're going to have a lot of footage. Uh, going to New York, going through New York, going through Comic-Con. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I have an idea for that. I'm going to pitch to Diesel after because uh, I think we're going to continue kind of that trend in the future as well. And then, of course, twitch.tv slash podcast. Every night we're coming to you live. So there's a lot of reasons to like kind of keep it out there, especially if you're interested in what's going on and what's happening because we're just going to be covering the shit out of it. And so with that being said, in between a lot of these, like a day on like Thursday, I'm going to have time to really kind of search the floor and stuff because I'm not going to be going to probably a ton of panels. I don't have any interviews set up as of now for that day. I don't have any private things set up as of that to now for that day. I do have them other days. But as of right now, I don't. So like days like Thursday, in between the couple panels I have, I'm going to be walking around getting the lay of land. And while I'm doing it, I might as well film, take pictures, put stuff up. Friday, I'm probably going to do that a little bit because... Ha! Here's where we get into trouble because the doors open uh, for us. I do believe the doors open at ten. Uh, one p.m. is the Chucky World Premiere Screening. So the show that will be shown live every week. I shouldn't say live because it's taped. But anyways, it'll be every week on Sci-Fi and the USA Network. It's the Child's Play series. I don't know if you guys uh, knew about this. Uh, everyone's uh, this is from New York Comic Con themselves. Everyone's favorite killer doll is coming to television. Join us for the world premiere of the first episode of the new series Chucky ahead of its October 12th debut on USA and Sci-Fi, followed by an exclusive conversation between creator and showrunner Don Mancini and franchise icon Jennifer Tilly. Get ready to play. And uh, this is going to be from 1 to 2.15 p.m. on Friday, October 8th. And we are getting to see the entire first episode. Nice. Uh, ahead of it. So four days before it comes out on USA and Sci-Fi, we will get to see the entire first episode. So I can tell you guys how good or bad it is. I know that uh, Diesel has a, a, a little reaction to that. <laughs> uh, I shan't be watching. And if I was there, my eyes would be glued on Jennifer Tilly. Oh, she's still so hot. She is gorgeous. <laughs> I love me some Jennifer Tilly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh I know that a bunch of our, I know that uh, we're going to be splitting off at 3 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock-ish, because uh, I, I know our friend Dre Driven 83 at Dre Driven 83 on Twitter, he is going to be down there with us. Him and Padawan Jay will be going to the Wheel of Time exclusive Q&A and cast in the showrunner. He's going to talk about the show coming out, the Wheel of Time was 
it looks pretty good. And uh, they're both pumped on it. I mean, I haven't seen much about it, neither is Ken. But me and Ken are also, once again, uh, going to be guests of Funimation as we are going to be at the My Hero Academia new movie panel uh, from 3 to 4 nice. at the Empire stage. So that's going to be kind of cool. I can't wait for that. So mind you, uh, my one ends at, uh, what did I say, 2.15. That starts at 3. You have to be in line prior, even though I uh, my stuff is reserved. I still have to be in line prior. So when that ends... At 4.30, I'm going to be at the I Know What You Did Last Summer exclusive Q&A with the cast. And that's in one of the smaller rooms. So I actually have to go away from where I was originally at, which kind of sucks. But I'm kind of intrigued about it. Uh, I don't know. Do you know much about that, Diesel? No. I. It's the original movie cast? No. No. Oh. This is a new series. Yeah. Uh, oh. Here, I'll read it for you. <laughs> this is what they say. Written and executive produced by Sarah Goodman. I Know What You Did Last Summer is based on Lower, Lois Lewis Duncan's 1973 novel, which was also for the basis for the iconic 1997 film. One year after the fatal car accident that haunted their graduation night, a group of teenagers find themselves bound together by a dark seeker and stalked by a brutal killer. As they try to piece together who's after them, they reveal the dark side of their seemingly perfect town and themselves. Everyone is hiding something and uncovering the wrong secret would be deadly. Join the series cast and creator as they discuss what fans can most look forward to when the series premieres Friday, October 15th, exclusively on Amazon Prime Video. Please note this panel is recommended for mature audiences and contains content not suitable for younger audiences. Nice. So, yes, it's kind of based on that, but it's a TV show based on All right. Cool. I didn't know they were doing a TV show. That's pretty cool. I know Ron knows anything yeah. about it. Next up is the main event, by the way. So that end, like I said, that's from 4.30 to 5.30. So you notice I have no time really in between. <sighs> Because from 6.30, this is the longest thing, I think. From 6.30 to 7.30, your boy Rich will be at the Ghostbusters Afterlife what? panel. What? Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, the description is such. Director Jason Reitman and producer oh. Ivan Reitman will be joined by some of the cast of Sony Pictures' Ghostbusters Afterlife for an in-depth conversation. The panel will cover the highly anticipated new film and the franchise at large, one of the most beloved in pop culture history. In addition to insightful conversation, the panel will feature never-before-seen clips from the film. What? So nice. it does not say we are having Jason and Ivan Reitman, the father and son, of course, will be there. And then we are going to don't know the rest of the cast who could be there. You could speculate. I'm throwing the wild card. The Dan Aykroyd might be in the building. It is New York. Yeah, I, he, I he's, he's a New Yorker. It's not it wouldn't be a, a stretch to think that Dan Aykroyd might not come to this. Uh, and I don't know who else will be there, but I, I'm assuming they're going to bring a couple of subbies. They are. In a lot of ways, they are the big panel. I know Wheel of Time is getting a lot of uh, hype as well, but they are the big panel. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's going to be so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of how my my Friday's cash. Now, I know some of the other guys are doing some stuff. I mean, I'm not going to have a lot of time in Artist Alley that day. Uh, I probably will try to have some time in Artist Alley uh, throughout the weekend and stuff. Maybe kind of pick up some interviews and whatnot with some wonderful people in Artist Alley. Uh, Saturday is another, another big full day for me. Well, actually, it's a half full day for me. I wish I was going to this. There's something that really does sound awesome that I'm not going to is David Harbor Spotlight. David Harbor's going to be there telling stories and such. I think that would be really yeah, cool to be yeah. at. But it doesn't let out in time because my first big thing of the day at 12.45 to 1.45, all elite wrestling invades New York Comic Con. So Rich is going to be at that. It's a great thing you love wrestling. Uh, it's a great thing that I'm hoping I get a fucking question in. <laughs> I'll be there in person, sitting right up front in press section. It's going to be awful hard. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make it happen. I am gonna make it happen. Just go full Chris Farley SNL bit. You remember Dude, when that ring exploded? 
That was awesome. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go full on Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm like, oh, the, the explosion match. The ring exploded. But it didn't explode. You know what hit? It was those trans-dimensional vampires. They were responsible for the ring not exploding in AEW. I don't know how I do fucking... I, I swear, I've only heard Alex Jones a few times, but I do a pretty good Alex Jones. I like it. Just be angry. It was the frogs. They Jesus. put stuff in the water to make the frogs gay. Jesus. Oh. Fucking Alex Jones is the worst. The national treasure. <laughs> if you look at him as a comedian, I can see that. If you look at him as serious, I... And uh, if, I, if, you, if you're hating me because I brought up Alex Jones, just know it was all in fun. <laughs> I'm kind of upset, though, because I'm technically supposed to be at Ghost Hunters because <laughs> uh, they reached out and they're going to give us some stuff. And uh, I have to choose between like the problem here is I had to choose between an interview with them and the fact that I am a, a, a press member for AEW. Yeah. So like I'm not just going as a new like the fact that I'm at New York Comic Con works out, but I'm also a card carrying press member for AEW. So I kind of have to be in attendance for that because I don't want them to yank my press credentials. Right. So, yeah, so sorry. Sorry, Ghost Hunters, but uh, I was looking forward to it up until that point. But Adam Savage is signing autographs from 1250 to 150, I know, and a whole other thing. I, it's weird to me. They keep having people sign for short periods of time. I don't, I don't get why it's an hour long. I don't know how many you can really do in an hour. Uh, my next thing in the day, man, is real late. Real late. And this is where I'm taking one for the fucking team, proverbially. Listen, never let it be said that your boy... Rich does not take it for the team sometimes. I'm just throwing that out there. Because at the same time that I have to go cover some of this shit that I'm going to talk about in a minute, Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder are doing a fucking panel. Oh, Jesus. So instead of Rich going to see, like, I'm a huge Batman fan, as we all know. That is like the godfather of Batman. Yeah. It's not the creator, but they are fucking, they, their they, Batman runs are fucking phenomenal. immortalized. Yeah. Some of the greatest ever. Instead of seeing them, I will be doing interviews with the cast of Why the Last Man and going to the Why the, Mass La- the Why the Last Man panel where I will be seeing a full-on screening of episode seven. Fun fact, and I yeah. hope they don't listen to us. Nah, I don't care either way. I haven't seen episodes one, one through, through six. six. So I'm going to see an episode of a show that I've never seen a week before it comes out. It's based off a comic book and only time will tell which is going to be the bigger comic book in the long run. <laughs> I, I want to say this why the last man comic is really good is it i i have dug that i have i've done it i have not listened to the show at all not at all and uh somehow i drew the short straw <laughs> i, I mean that in the nicest way possible i mean who's complains about doing interviews with show creators and celebrities yeah. because i can't go Sitting in a panel for no for no other yeah. reason that I just want a fucking fanboy about Greg Capullo and fucking Scott Snyder. Oh, the why actually sounds like it could be kind of fun. That's a cool experience right there. In itself. Honestly, it is. I'm not really complaining. I'm going to be very happy to be there. And if you guys hear this, I'm sorry if I offended you. It wasn't my... This time, I really am sorry for offending. Because I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just saying, two of my heroes <laughs> in comic books happen to be doing the panel at the same time. It's like choosing your baby that you want to live or die. All right. Now, if you buy the streaming pass, can you watch replays of it? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> because then you can just all right. We're well, Kenem, go. Kenem, Kenem will be there, so I'll have some. I'll have some insight. 
So it is what it is. And I'm hopefully, hope, uh, they, I know that Capolo and Snyder will both be in Artist Alley because they always are. So I'm hoping I can get some time to break over while they're available. And, yeah. and, and I won't get an interview or anything. But I, I might buy, I, I might get a, a copy of a comic book to get signed by both of those gentlemen. Nice. Because I'd be, as a fan, that would be awesome. I don't care about fucking price. That's something that I'll hang on the wall right here in the studio and be very proud of. I'm um, big fan, big fan. I can hang it right next to, after I pull them out of the the one packs. I can hang it right next to my uh, signed uh, Widening Geyer nice. from Kevin Smith and uh, Walt Flanagan. <laughs> Got to get get all my comic stuff on the wall. I digress. And then you still have Sunday, which I know we we're going to be probably dipping out a little early on Sunday, even though there's some cool stuff going on Sunday. I know Crunchyroll's doing something on Sunday. And uh, most importantly, uh, something that I was definitely checking out is uh, they're doing What We Do in Shadows Season 3. Nice. Uh, so the celebrities and stuff are going to be there for that. So a lot of cool stuff. So New York Comic Con, I mean, the biggest takeaway that I would say for all of you is if you want to be, if you want the information in New York Comic Con, stay posted to us here at Three Fenders Podcast at the ODPH. Make sure you're following those uh, those wonderful, awesome fucking uh, social medias because we're going to be all over that all weekend. Remember, we're going to be putting stuff out on YouTube. We're going to be putting stuff on uh, every night on twitch.tv slash some podcast. And of course, if, if you're a fan, I would say pay the 20 bucks, get the virtual tour. I just kind of went into things. There's a ton of things going on. If you want to hear our full-on breakdown, got to give a shout-out. Go find the ODPH anywhere you get uh, great podcasts. The link to their website is on the web- on our website, 8122productions.com. Go find the link to their website, odphpodcast.com. Go check it out because you can check it out there or anywhere you get great podcasts. They do a great breakdown. Me, I'm just kind of fanboying right now, talking about what I'm doing, talking about benefiting everybody. I know for our patrons, I'm going to probably put up some exclusive, uh, maybe put up some of those raw videos, the raw, raw videos that eventually will be turned into a big video, but maybe throw something and upload something like that once a day or something. Throw some pictures out to them exclusively and shit. I'm just telling the cool things I'm doing, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. This is going to be my first real con back since 2019. Because everything got canceled on us in 2020, Diesel. And I mean, this is the first time I've been at the big one. Yeah. Oh. Like, this is bigger than anything we've done before. <laughs> I am just thankful I don't have to do any panels. Because usually when I go to a con, I'm, I'm hosting panels. I, the Yeah, there's no way I could do a New York City Comic Con panel. The way I held <laughs> held together for the ScareCon panel, oh, fuck my life. <laughs> you did great. You did a ton of them. No, the first year. Oh, the first year was bad. You froze like a deer in headlights. <laughs> Oh. Aye, aye. oh, yeah. The second year, well, I think I did nine panels over the course of the weekend. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Yeah, most of them on your own. Yeah, that was fun. And the weirdest thing was, with all the celebrity ones I did, the one that had the biggest attendance was me and you doing the Netflix and chill. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> How cool yeah, was yeah, that? Yeah, that was the fucking best one. That was fucking amazing. I had a lot of fun doing that one. Uh, anyways, I think it was Netflix and kill. We, we changed yeah, it a little yeah. bit because it was horror. Horror in the world of uh, streaming. And we found out that day that when we had a room of like 50 some people and uh, the majority of them, even the older folk, all stream primarily. Yeah. Like nobody really, when we're like, who still has a cable box? And there was like a couple hands. Yeah. And then we're like, who doesn't? I'm, I was looking at some of the old timers going, man, they definitely just still have cable. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Most of them streamed only. It's like, holy shit, man. It, it has really taken over. Yeah. Really my, taken over. It was a good thing. My parents are still cable box, but I, I can't get them to stream because they don't understand the concept. Ah, I mean, I've started well, yeah, a little. I, I started a little bit with my mother with Netflix because I got her on my account, but like she won't because she likes her sh- shows when they're on, not to find them later. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no! 
Yeah. Oh, those were the, the, the dark days of pop culture viewing. Yeah. Oh, oh, remember the days where, oof, if you missed it, you missed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They, they would do once a year. They mm-hmm. would do something, you know, like what, the Wizard of Oz on, what, during Easter-ish time? Uh, no, I think, wasn't it Thanksgiving? It was like right before Christmas. Was it Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think it was Thanksgiving. I always remember watching it around Thanksgiving time. Oh, maybe that's when it was. Maybe it was twice a year. I thought Alice in Wonderland was one of, one of them. Yeah. One was one one time, yeah. and the other one was six months later. <laughs> so, the, like, it was one time only, and, like, everybody got popcorn and got it ready and watched. Like, you, you had to watch it because the... It was the only time you could watch it. Yep. Well, with that being said, that's what's going down in New York Comic Con as far as I'm concerned. Thank you guys for, you know, listening and making that possible because, I mean, you guys are a big part of this as well, and we do love you. With that being said, though, we also love the second half of the show because we're going to take our break, and when we come back, it's going to be time for Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. He's going to bring you the box office. We're going to bring you the top three. You'll have to wait to find out what that is, but... Diesel's Movie Club this week, you already know, we are going to be giving our full-on review of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, right after we come back from this break. All right, guys, this is Jill Whitlow from Night of the Creeps, and you are listening to the incredible, vivacious, three fat nerds. Y'all say, what? I've changed, huh? really don't, Tell me. how so, I got, got all what? this bread, yeah. I'm still what? sour though, uh, I don't know, I'm a pig, in a round hole, like yeah. a block of cheese in a paper towel roll, mm-hmm. Rocky Balboa, never been no what? towel thrower, uh, even when I got kicked to the curb, yeah. life knocked my dick in the dirt, I got back up, flipped at the bird, till I earned the attention, I yearned not to mention, I learned how to turn resentment and hurt to an unquenchable thirst, in the simplest terms, it's revenge of the nerd in every sense of the word, but all you see is the fame and the millions, you don't see the strength and resilience, how I rack my brain, welcome back to Diesel's movie, Ripple Stuff. We have a very exciting box office, breaking pandemic records this week in the box office. But coming in at number five, Dear Evan Hansen with another $2.5 million on its second week. Debuting uh, in theaters and on HBO Max, The Many Saints of Newark with $5 million. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings for its fifth week with another $6.1 million. Debuting this week, the animated uh, Adam's Family 2 with $17.3 million. And then, no surprise, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, pulling in a domestic $90 million on its opening weekend. Uh, for the actual weekend, it was over $100 million, but they don't count with the Thursday and on that. But right. Huge debut, breaking all the pandemic records right now. What? Free Guy didn't make it another week? No, Free Guy, Free Guy had a good run, though. <laughs> you no, know, I'm just... I was going to say, Free Guy had an amazing run. Yeah. You can't be upset the, about that. The right? little engine that could, like, on that one. Yeah. All Absolutely. right. In honor of Dog the Bounty Hunter doing the Lord's work down there in Florida, your top three... Now, this is not the best. Your, your top three reality shows. Mm. Top three reality shows. So, I'm assuming uh, enjoyment. Yes. Personal. So, number three... And this will make a lot of sense to Diesel, especially Ronald will actually get the good references. So when I first started, when I was still at The Bell, bung, uh, I used to do a lot of traveling for work, and I used to stay in a lot of fucking uh, Hampton Inns. 
And uh, if I was out of town, there ain't much to watch when you get out of work at the Hampton Inn because it's just TV. And this is before, you know, you're taking a fire stick with you everywhere and everything like that. So I was a big fan of Storage Wars because <laughs> it was always on. Yep. I could put it on the hotel room. It's mindless. I eat and then I fall, you know, I take a shower, I eat and I'm watching it and I fall asleep and I don't feel bad. And at three o'clock in the morning, you just hear, yep. And you wait, whenever you wake up, it's still on. You continue. <laughs> also, you mentioned Hardcore Pawn. Sometimes that would come on oh. during the night sometime. But with that being said, uh, my number two and number one are fucking just going to show how old I am. And these would be my favorites anyways. Uh, number two is Road Rules, the MTV show. Like, And I'm talking about the OG Road yes. Rules, probably like the first 10 seasons. Yes. And then number one, of course, is the Real World. Yep. And, uh, and a Real World Road Rules Challenge, big fan as well. Uh, gave us the Miz, a lot more of the Miz. I'm not upset about that. So uh, those are my one and two all day. Ron. Yeah, I'm just going to number three is probably going to be Road Rules. Number one will be Real World just because that's what started it all. Like, I watched everyone up until yeah. seasons like seven or eight, maybe ten. I can't remember because I went quick. And then uh, number one is going to be Survivor all the way. Diesel. Oh, fully on love with Survivor. That's I'm going to piggyback on Ron's for the number one. But at number three, I, I was also a big fan of Real World and all that, but... Oh my god, the surreal life! Oh jeez, <laughs> oh. I just love train wrecks, dude. I really did. That show was so hey, entertaining. Can you still do a certain impression? I don't think I can. <laughs> Go back in the archives because it was the most amazing moment ever when he did his uh, Vern Troyer tribute. <laughs> that tribute, the fucking curse. I oh. started the. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, continue. Uh, and then number two, I'm gonna have to go with along the same vein of things like. I, I love Storage Wars and all that as well, but I love the really shitty ones, the ones where you're just like, oh, boy. And Hardcore Pawn, it did not last as long. And it's not as good of a show as Pawn Stars. It's not as good of a show no. as Storage Wars. But the fake drama that was in that show <laughs> was absolutely amazing. The, and, ma the mafioso oh, dad and the douchebag kid, it was like, it was, oh. it was like, Fucking! It was the poor man Sopranos in real, in alleged real life. You could not turn it off. You you would you would Shawshank yourself. You see it on TV. You click on it, and you're just like, "Well, there's the next four hours of my life." Fuck. <laughs> oh, agreed. Agreed. I awesome mean, would, stuff. Would, would Iron Chef be considered that? Because I watched. Oh, I watched yeah, a ton of Iron Chef as well. I'd put that in there somewhere. Maybe the then. OG Iron Chef oh, or OG. the American one. No, OG. okay. Yeah, OG. The OG one was the best. Yes. <laughs> Well, that brings uh, us to Diesel's Movie Club of the Week, and of course, oh, sorry. Under protest that this is the Diesel's Movie Club pick of the week. Well, now that we've changed things up, we always, we're doing a <laughs> review, an actual full-on review for Diesel's Movie Club. So when we go see new movies, it's an automatic choice. When we don't, which we have a gem for you, because I'm going to list the next couple weeks out for everybody. We're going to start keeping track of them, and this out because I'll be keeping track of them in the planner. But uh, we have the next few weeks planned out already for you. We'll talk about that in a minute when we're done here. But because of which, we all went to see Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And we are going to talk spoilers. I'm eventually going to just put a spoiler alert in. But with New York Comic Con, all the new stuff is going to wait until after. So we're just going to do it the old-fashioned way and say, three, two, one, you're in the spoiler zone. Uh, so you've been warned. As of right now, we will be talking spoilers. Obviously, we're not going to lead off with spoilers. But we will be talking spoilers about this movie. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, dip out. Come back. You know, dip out right now and go watch the movie when you see it. And then come back and listen to our review. Uh, being at the end of the show, it makes it easier. So we don't even have to put... The in the in the liner notes so just be warned starting now all bets are off 
So, Venom, let there be cards. Let me give you the the numbers. Or actually, the, the stats, if you will. Uh, it released on September 14, 2021 in London, but released here in the States on October 1st, 2021, even though we saw it on September 30th because of the premiere day. Runtime of 97 minutes. We'll get to that in a minute because uh, I'm going to go back to my other thing. It was uh, distributed by Sony Pictures, obviously, in association with Columbia Pictures, Marvel Entertainment, Tencent Pictures, and Pascal Pictures. Tencent is actually a good fucking uh, name. Uh, it is based on Marvel Comics, allegedly. The story is by Tom Hardy and Ke- Kelly Marshall. Uh, the screenplay by Kelly Marshall, and it was directed by Andy Serkis. With all of that, it should be better than what it was. I'm giving away too much right now. Uh, Tom Hardy was also a producer on this movie, I yep. want to point out. And he's also the star of this movie, returning also Michelle Williams. Uh, of course, uh, we have Naomi Harris, Peggy Lou, Woody Harrelson, Stephen Graham, and Reed Scott in the movie, amongst many more. Cinematography was done by Robert Richard- Richardson, and it was edited by Marianne Brandon and Stan Salfus. Music by Marco Beltrami. And it was a budget of $110 million. And as we know, 103.9 million is what it's re- is, is at right now. Just domestically, worldwide, I'm sure it's already beat its price. So it wasn't a flop. All right. <laughs> Where should we fucking start with this? Uh, once again, we don't go run through the whole movie necessarily. Uh, and I don't even think this needs a synopsis. I mean, the synopsis is simple. Uh, you kind of know the story right up front. I mean, it is Cletus Cassidy becomes carnage things happen <laughs> uh, allegedly but i mean the hot take of all hot takes diesel is the same thing we both said the first thing we said when we got out of the movie theater was what that was bad <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, i think what the follow-ups to that was i felt every minute oh. of that 97 fucking minute runtime it felt like this movie was like two and a half hours yeah, in my opinion it, it dragged on in places and then there was no... There was no, no act progression. Yeah, There, there was, was no, one act to this movie. Yeah, it, it started and it ended. There was no ups and downs. It was just flat. Flat across the fucking board. Oh. So, I'm going to say, I'm going to put it out there. Let's try to be positive. What, if anything, were your positives for this movie? Start with Ron. I, no the, negatives yet, just positives. Uh, the the comedy aspect, I actually I actually got most of that. Like I enjoyed that maybe a little bit more than I needed to at the time or whatever. Like I enjoyed this movie better more than you guys did, but not much more. Yeah. So like the comedy bits, you know, like it, they hit for me. I, you know, there was a few that were funny to me because of other reasons that like there wasn't even supposed to be funny. So I think that's why I give it a little bit better of a grade. But that's just what. Diesel positives. Positives. This movie made me not hate Michelle Williams. Which is the first movie I've ever seen her in where I was just like, she's not hateable. She, she was, was good in this movie. Yeah, she was actually great in this movie. And Tom Hardy was great. Um, the acting was... Okay, I'm going to say this. The acting was fine in this movie. For the most part. For the there, most was part. A couple, there was a couple actors that I didn't get. I didn't like the cop guy. I don't remember his name. It doesn't matter. That's how that's how unmemorable he is. And that's, why, that's one of my big detractions at the end here in a minute, too. But I didn't like him. I thought he was bad. And I liked Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Yes. So I liked him when he was not not like even yeah. when he was but when he was in the godlike yeah. fucking pimped out suit and shit. I liked him as that. I didn't like him as the whiny bitch ass Cletus yeah. Cassidy, and we are really gonna get to that in a yeah. second. Any other positives before I give my quick one before we jump into negatives? Uh uh 
No. Okay. No. <laughs> my positive, my only takeaway was one line of dialogue, literally, fuck this guy. <laughs> Venom says, fuck this guy, right before he eats Cletus Cassidy's fucking head. Yeah. And uh, the reason why is because let's kick off the negatives. And a big spoiler, at the end of this film, after Venom and, and company defeat Carnage and Shriek, yeah, we had to have two villains. We'll get to that in a second. After they defeat them, and Venom eats Carnage, and Cletus Cassidy is trapped under rocks after taking one hell of a fall, Tom Hardy, for whatever reason, shows half of his face in the Venom thing, giving us old school throwbacks to like fucking Spider-Man 3, by the way. Did anybody else get that vibe, or was that just me? No. And then... Cletus Cassidy talking to him has a heart to heart with Tom Hardy that includes the final words of Cletus Cassidy being, I just wanted to be your friend. And then the greatest line happens when fucking Venom just takes over and says, fuck this guy and eats him. (laughs) Other than that, my positive came right after one of the, what the fuck is going on with this movie? Take the most badass sociopathic, psychotic fucking villain in the history of comic books, possibly. And he's a whiny sniveling bitch. Yeah. So this movie gave Cletus Cassidy a backstory, which is something that the Carnage and Cletus Cassidy character did not need because Cletus Cassidy was just a sociopath serial killer. And that was a scary thing because why should somebody like that bond with a symbiote? Because there's no control over having that kind of power or at least like Eddie Brock melded with... Makes rules. Yeah, makes rules and they work together. This is... Hey, you want to fuck shit up? Yeah, let's fuck shit up. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean they're they're like a team? Yeah. <laughs> Venom and, and Eddie Brock are a team? Which? Mm. What was the name of that team again? <laughs> I, I can't even remember now. It was fucking cringy. The, the whatever uh, Crusaders or something. Remember, they, they have a team name at the end. Yeah, it's oh. Lethal Protector. Lethal Protector. Oh, yeah. which, which I, the, we are the Lethal Protector. Which I take... Very big uh, bridge with too, but we'll get into that shortly. Oh Jesus! Because well, we'll get into that. No, right just now. go ahead. All right. So in the comic books, he became the Venom became the lethal protector when he finally realized, fuck. Every time I f- go against Spider Man, he whoops my ass, even though I got the edge on him. And I always have to wind up teaming up with this guy to take on something even bigger. So he goes to goes to San Francisco at this point, and he's like, that's when he becomes the lethal protector. When he goes to San Francisco with his tail between his legs, he's like. All right, well, as long as I'm a country away from fucking my nemesis, I can do my own thing out here, and we're going to be the lethal protector. I'm still going to eat heads, but we're going to do it in a nice way. Right, but here's the problem. I understand that, but no time in that comic book does he have a conversation with Eddie Brock about becoming the team of the lethal yeah. protector. And they call themselves the lethal protector. Yeah. They are two individuals. Yeah. Because this movie, once again, does what they did in the first Although I thought they did it better in the first, where they keep having like Venom peek out and have conversations with himself. I thought they did such a better job in the first movie where it was just like the voices. Right. Like it, it was this cool. This was the actually first Venom time. had kind of like chatting with each other. Yeah. yeah. The first time it happened yeah. was cool, but then they relied on that way too much. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I did like the comedy, like Ron, but I do feel like this is the first movie from Marvel, because let's be honest, it was written yeah. by the people at Disney. Uh, well, in association with them, with some of their writers. They, this is not technically a Disney film, although we get that surprise at the end. Uh, so you know that they had a part in it a little bit, but 
it's been the first a while for a comic book movie for us to be like, oh, they didn't just do like, you know, shoehorn shit in. They yeah. shoehorned the fuck out of it. Yeah, this. they were heavy handed on the comedy beats on this one where it, Venom's a very dark character and a few few bits of comedy to spice it up here and there and to like alleviate some of the fucking darkness is great. They went full on slapstick on this. Yeah. Yeah. Full on. They, they, they could have like shaved it by half and it would have probably been in a lot better spot. I think they were trying to go Deadpool esque yeah. style and it, 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 it that didn't really pay off. No. And it fell flat. Yeah. Um trying to think uh the real cool scene in this movie that they fucking stepped over so the only time that cletus cassidy is not a whiny little bitch is when they do this awesome animated like sketch thing of his backstory of him killing his grandmother and his mother and all sorts of fucking crazy shit but yeah let's just go back to him being a whiny bitch they open the movie with him being a whiny bitch because it's a love story we then find out this is the love story of cletus cassidy and shriek For whatever reason, we needed the two. And then Carnage keeps threatening to kill Shriek for the rest of the movie, which leads to an infight between Cletus Cassidy and Carnage. Ugh. Ugh. Why? Yeah. Why? That didn't need to happen. Well, and then, like, all the Carnage on-screen kills were with people that you're just like, cool, that guy kind of deserved to die in the frame of this movie. Because when he goes to rescue Shriek from Ravencroft, the, the chick that's holding her there in prison... Kind of a cunt throughout the whole time. Oh, absolutely. She deserved to die. So she gets killed and you're just like, all right, am I supposed to feel bad because you portrayed her as a cunt this entire time we've seen her on film? Okay. Warden, kind of a dick. Yes. Don't care that he dies. Then you got some like off camera ones with some of the guards and whatnot, but whatever. And then the only time that they actually show uh, carnage killing, like what I would call it innocent was when they make a joke out of it when he eats the the father. Oh, the power up. Power up. Oh, like... Dude, I want my carnage to be, like, murdering people. Straight out serial killer, ripping people's heads off, eating them, and innocent people. And they definitely, if they would have gone R and gone with the hard edge of, dude, you're going to see, you know, people, innocent people being murdered, and that's why they have to stop him. It would have been so much better. But they, off camera, did power up. And, like, they made a joke of it. And it was like, ugh. And then on the other end of this movie being a love story, we have the breakup of Eddie Brock and Venom at one point. Yep. We also have the moving on of uh, Michelle Williams' character and and and, and uh, Dave. Yes, and, and Dave is great. <laughs> Dave was pretty good. Dave was good in this movie. <laughs> but we have the moving on of of her and him, and it, it's fucking it, at, the, at its core, it becomes a love movie. Yeah. Like it's a love. It's three different love stories. It's Eddie Brock and Venom. It's Eddie Brock and why do I get their name? Michelle Williams. And it's fucking Shriek and Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, lesson like, to be learned here, kids, is... Uh. So, so, mind you, <laughs> the most egregious part, thinking about it at the end, isn't even the bitch-ass line of, I just want to be your friend. Uh. No, no, no. The most fucking shitty part of the ending is... The uh, cop who we thought was dead, the cop that shot Shriek in the face when she was younger, yes. who then she gets and we think that she kills him on the roof. He all of a sudden wakes up with blue glowing eyes and says yes. monsters. Yes. And yeah, you got set up for something. And Shriek's, Zero explanation. And Shriek's not dead either. So. Right, right. But she's under she's, the bell. Yeah, she's under the bell and they took out the centerpiece so there's, she'll be underneath. Yeah, I, I guarantee yeah. she's still alive. Yeah. 
But Diesel's again, like, oh god, no. Once once again, though, I don't understand that. Like, and that's that was your end of the movie. We'll get to the bonus scene in a minute because that's one of the redeemable parts. But at this point in juncture, I was like, what the fuck did I come here for? During the movie, which I usually don't like talk during movies. During the movie, I was <laughs> sitting next to Diesel and I kept talking to him about what the shit show we were watching. <laughs> we sat outside the theater with a group of us that went for an hour. Yeah. You know, trying, even with the people who might have thought it was kind of decent, by the time we were done, everybody was like, man, why the fuck did we come to this? Yeah, it was it was a rough watch. It was a very rough watch. With with all the source material out there, and, you know, thinking Andy Serkis directing this is going to be great, it was very mundane, like, direction-wise, and, like, the special effects were fine. They weren't anything spectacular, but the story was just flat. And, like, that's the only way I can describe this movie. Flat. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. But now let's talk about the bonus scene. So the bonus scene, because when we end with our heroes, because our heroes get a happy ending. They are sitting on the beach enjoying sand in his toes. <laughs> and so when the bonus, that's the end of the movie. So when the bonus scene comes, because they're on the run, obviously. Yeah, they're on the run, and that's when they become the lethal protector. Right. That's when they both, in agreement, lethal protector. Because earlier in the movie, Venom is pitching the lethal yeah. protector the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So anyways... At the end of this movie, that's how it ends. And then we go to the mid-credit scene. So in the mid-credit scene, they are laying in a hotel bed. At what looks like some kind of villa. Yeah, some resort bed. Yeah, probably in, a, in a, probably Mexico or somewhere. Yeah. They don't say. But we have to assume it. they're they're on the run. So they, they can't be, you know, wherever. And uh, Venom, and they're watching television, which is kind of funny yeah. on its own. And Venom is telling Eddie... Uh, that he doesn't understand what he's been through. And he's like, well, what do you mean you've been through? And he's like, well, I've been around for thousands of years. And uh, if you knew even, he was like, if you knew even what, we, you know, what somebody else went through, you wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. be judging me like this. Hive knowledge and, and all hive this knowledge. And he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, well, then tell me. And he goes, well, you can't understand it with your puny brain. He was like, but I will show you a little piece. But in the process of showing him a little piece, all of a sudden we are in a different room. We are a different place. And we on the screen see Tom Holland's Spider-Man. To which both of them, Eddie and Venom, both go, we hate this guy. Yeah. And then Venom licks his face and says, I bet he'll be tasty. And and then the guy catches them in the room for the last slapstick, whatever. So everybody goes nuts about it. Uh, A lot of people missed over the fact, and I think we did the first time too, and I really had to think about it. Missed over the fact that both Venom and Eddie Brock say that they hate Spider-Man. Yeah. Despite the fact that they have no ties to Spider-Man yeah. in the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, that brings up some interesting points. So we're going to go off on the side tangent a little bit for this because I think this is important. So that brings up something we had talked about that night could possibly be canon. And I'm not saying it is, but I think this is a good theory. And this is something we all came up with together when we were talking. Do you think that Eddie Brock, this version of Eddie Brock and Venom, replaces the original Eddie Brock and Venom from the original Spider-Man line in some kind of weird MCU? Because we know the multiverse is going to yeah. shit, and then we know that's fractured, and that's what's causing the problems, obviously from the trailers for Spider-Man No Way Home. What if somehow that crossed those wires, hence that's how Eddie Brock and Venom know who Spider-Man is, and who Peter Parker is, even though before they didn't know in our timeline now. I think that that's probably the best way to retcon that, because obviously now, on top of the entire star-studded line, we know that Venom is somehow involved 
in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. Uh, is that plausible? And uh, what other takes can you have on it? So I have like two takes on this. I have a... So Venom is showing Eddie a fraction of the hive knowledge. So I think in that exact moment is when whatever happens in No Way Home goes on and he's showing him the hive knowledge and the hive knowledge spreads across the multiverse. So they shows him that they cross over into this universe as he's getting the knowledge of, Ooh, we hate this guy. Fuck. Now I think one of the cool things they could have done with that scene too is as, as Venom's looking at the screen, have the white appear on the, on the suit. That would have been cool. Just be like, all right, now we have the emblem on the suit. So now you know that there's some shenanigans going on in the timeline. So it's either something to do with like the TVA causing a fuck up with the multiverse or something with Dr. Strange. And you know, if it's a hive knowledge thing, all the symbiotes know this, all the symbiotes across the multiverse know this. And that's one of Venom's big things is I hate this man. Interesting. I think that's plausible. Very plausible. Ron, you got a take or want to add to that? I mean, I, I, that's, probably the best uh how somebody can say it uh i don't know if that's what they're gonna go with i mean i hope it is because it actually makes it uh relatable and actually ability of it um like it would have been great if it was if it happened and it was just topher grace venom just sitting and then rock just sitting there or something next to him and he just eats him and that's why you know i think that's a little too much but I, i i get it um there's it was a great scene you know, at the end, because you're just like, okay, so they are doing it. We finally get get to the point. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not really much more to add because there's only so many ways that you can do this. But I get it. Yeah. All right. Before we give our scores, though, you know what time it is. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> That's right, it's time to play the game. And of course, Ron is on a two-week win streak. So let's see if he can defend here for Venom. Let there be carnage. I'm going to give you guys a clue right up front. Good fucking luck, because this is all over the place. I <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just want to throw that out there. Editor's warning, of course, the way we play the game, it's the closest without going over, unless we hit the uh, bonus round, in which case we have to have a winner every week. Some weeks that becomes worth two points, some weeks it's just worth one. No matter what, it's closest to the number because we are going to have a winner. Unlike the NFL, where there can be ties, there will be no ties (laughs) on 3FN. So you gentlemen ready? Yep. Diesel, you're the challenger. You go first. IMDB, out of 10, using points, what did they give Venom? Let there be carnage. 4.5. Ron? 5. And Ron gets the point. 6.7 out of 10. They're wrong. <laughs> Next up, Metacritic. Ron, out of 100%, what did they give Venom? Let there be carnage. 38. 39. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go lower, but. Diesel gets the point. 47%. God oh. damn it. All right, Diesel, you're up. Rotten Tomatoes. For the win, by the way. Rotten Tomatoes. Out of 100%. By the way, it's a combined score. What did they give Venom? Let there be carnage. 70. Oh, fuck yeah. Higher or lower? 1% or 71? Uh, 1%. Ooh, damn. I love I love when that happens. I love when that happens because... Your winner and still champion, Ron. 59%. Still too high. But for funsies, Google users, out of 100%, what did they give it, Ron? 86. 
Diesel. Google users are stupid. 93. <laughs> Ron was closer. It was 81%. <laughs> when I told you it was all over the fucking yeah. place, it was all over Google, the place. Google users just go 80-something. Yeah. All right. So now you've heard the scores from elsewhere. It is time for us to give you the nerd scores. To remind you, the nerd scale is as follows. First of all, the nerd scale is not a 1 through 10 scale, which I, will, I usually give my 1 through 10 rating as well. Uh, that's how good a movie is breaking it down as a critic. The nerd scale is basically based on, we said this before, on entertainment value. So that means there are some bad movies that actually rate pretty high on the nerd scale because they are very entertaining. With that being said, there is movies that are technically great because, you know, all the critics part is great, but are really shitty on the nerd scale because they're fucking boring as shit. So we haven't ran into too many of those, but it does exist. Just so you guys know, this is not a critic score, but I will be giving you my 1 to 10 critic score as well. So the scale works like this. At number one, the lowest rating you can get is just no. Number two is you've been warned. So that means both of those are pretty bad. <laughs> Three is the middle portion, which we just went, eh, it's good. So that means it's in the middle. It's not great. It's not bad. It's worth a watch. Probably shouldn't pay for it. Probably should just wait until it's on Netflix or wherever it's going to go streaming wise. No reason to add to your collection. Four is just take my money. Just take my money basically means just that. You can go see it in the theater. If you don't want to go to the theater, you could buy it on DVD or you can rent it. It's worth spending money on, but it's not quite certified nerd because number five is certified nerd. That is the place for the extraordinary movies. That is the place for the movies that are super entertaining. They're the movies you want to have in your collection. You want to watch in a rotation. You know, those are the end games. The, 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 you know. That, that's where it is. Endgame is in there. Rogue One is certified nerd. Something like that. So there you go. There's a nerd scale if you guys aren't familiar with it. So with that being said, let's go around the horn. Ron, on the nerd scale, what did you give Venom? Let there be carnage. All right. I like this way more than these two guys did, and I don't know why. That's I, fine. I, I, did want, I did want to go see it again, but I got called in the work, so I didn't go Sunday with my Wednesday game group. Uh, so I don't know what their take is until Wednesday, but I did give it two and a half. Two and a half. So yes. it's almost, it's basically you've been warned. Yeah, it's somewhere yeah. between you've been warned and yeah, it's good. Like, so it's right dead smack. Watch middle. it just to watch it. But it, it, there you go. There's, he's coming up with his own. Diesel, what did you give it? I want to create a new fucking point. <laughs> the point seven five, where if you hear your friends saying, hey, let's go see Venom. Tell them no. But now. One is already there. We just know. Yeah. No, no. You tell your friends no. You overhear them talking about it. You just say, no, don't do it. <laughs> so the one. You're yeah. just going up. No, no. I'm going with a two. It, like, there was enough comedy beats, but in the overarching arc of all superhero movies, all comic book movies, this is bottom five for me of all comic book movies. I agree. Uh, I, I, you heard me the other day. I did not change it on, on the scale, on the nerd scale. It, I gave it also a two. You've been warned. There is a few different uh, funny scenes in the movie. Uh, the Carnage stuff is pretty decent. Uh, the story is shit. Uh, it, it's not a good movie. What can I say? But it's not enough for me to go. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. A one is really reserved for the movies that are terrible. Uh, I'm looking at you, Chernobyl Diaries. I always go to that one because it's terrible. Uh, on my rating scale, though, one to ten, I usually do this as my critic hat putting on. I gave this movie a three out of ten. It it when you're critiquing this, it fails in story. It fails in a story arc. It's like we said, it's a flat movie. Uh, lots of forced comedy, which in times overshines the actual comedy of the movie, in my opinion. Um, it was shot good, but the CGI looked a little rough. Yeah. Like, uh, we're in the stage where you shouldn't be coming with that weak-ass shit. I understand they only spent $110 million on the movie. You could definitely tell. 
And on top of that, it's it, it just wasn't, it did not hit any home runs. And I'm not counting in the bonus scene for that, because the bonus scene was great fan service, but that's not the fucking movie. Yeah. Like, the point of the movie is not the, if you went to the movie and you're like, well, the saving grace was that scene, that's not a saving grace, because that's not part of the movie, that's part of something else. So, I gave it a 3 out of 10, if you're talking about my critic hat, and, and I've given you the, you've been warned. If somebody asks you to go, and you haven't seen it, and you want to see it for yourself, you've been warned, but go see it, I would pick a matinee. Or wait until it's on Netflix or wherever it's going to live. Because I do believe they have the deal with Netflix shortly after they come out. So there you go. That is our choices. That is what we think of Venom. Let there be carnage. But we've come to that point in the show where we must tell you about all of the things that you need to learn. Of course, it's time for us to shameless plug. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? It's simple. You tell them to type three fat nerds into any podcast provider. And booyah kashad, there we are. Remember, for everything we talk about, it's the number three, not the word three when you're typing it in. Also, while you're there, you might as well smash that subscribe or follow button, depending upon which podcatcher you're on, so you get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week. The irony of all days. The Facebook outage day. <laughs> on any other day, you can find us on Facebook. <laughs> Type in the search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. There, hopefully you'll find our page. Then hopefully you'll be able to like our page. Then hopefully, fingers crossed, you can comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Three Fat Nerds Pod. And remember, for all of our social medias, use the hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. Get ready for that hate mail because next week, no time to die. I expect lots of hate mail from you Bond fans. 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Of course, here's the double down. Make sure you guys are uh, following us over on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash 607podcast. We've got a ton of stuff coming to you every night at Comic-Con. We are breaking down New York Comic-Con from the f- hotel room because we are going to be on the floor. Make sure you join myself, Ken M, and, uh, and Padawan J from the ODPH as we break that down every night on Twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Uh, also, you know, we do wrestling pay-per-views there. We do 607TWS from there. We're going to be doing some D&D action from there and so much more so it's a good idea to jump on board now but definitely for the new york comic-con coverage also if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as one dollar a month and you get a ton of extra bonus content you can do that at patreon.com slash 8122 productions you get this show the three fat nerds podcast you get it early plus it's the uncut unedited uncooked edition you also get horror zone 607 early and it's the unslashed edition and last but certainly not least you get the two exclusive for patreon shows that's right. Love is scary with Dr. Derek and Spooky Mike. Take that journey down the with the doctor of Loveonomics, Diesel himself. And uh, here's some kinky ass shit. Also, uh, I Love Movies is a place where we got talk about movies that we love from the past. Did they hold up and stand the test of time? I don't know. We'll find out once a month. So you got two exclusive shows, plus the shows early and everything, and that's for only $1. And if you join the $3 tier, you guys get giveaways. Every month we do a giveaway, and this month, we're giving away to everybody. Everybody's a winner because everybody gets an exclusive 3FN t-shirt this month in celebration of us going to New York Comic Con. So there you go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. If you want to be in on that, you can join the $3 tier or the $1 tier. No matter how you like it, you get great stuff. Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. Did you say 8122 Productions? I sure as fuck did, Diesel. Oh, get ready for the Machine Gun Kelly of podcasting. H to the double T to the P to the colon to the backslash to the other backslash to the 8122 dot com. That's right, 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. Find out about the Three Fat Nerds podcast. 
Horror Zone 607, 607 TWS, friends of the show like the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, and also our friends over there at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, who hopefully will have a return in 2022. Fingers crossed, because, you know, the world is still gone to shit. Uh, then, of course, musical. You know the people who do our awesome fucking theme song? That's right, they're called Shout Out the Robots. Found out about Shout Out the Robots right on our website. But also, you can find them on Bandcamp, Spotify, and Google, or YouTube Music. Sorry, I almost said Google Play again. But also, learn about other bands that let us use their music, such as Second Suitor, Floodlands, the Jasons from West Virginia, Tom Jolu, and the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, plus many more. Check them all out. We have a band section right on the website, so you can check them out and support them and support great artists. Also, we have local sponsors. There's a section for them, but we're going to give them a shout out because they help us bring you the show each and every week. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web at DragonMasterGames.com. And of course, if you're in the 607 or passing through and you want to find out about events going out the store now that they are backing up and running, you can do that by liking their page on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds sent you. Ronald! One out of ten stars. I love movies, and I hated it. Bad script with a plot patched together from the earlier Titanic films. Bad performances. Special effects, unimpressive. Sets no better than the ones of the far superior or night to remember. A theme song capable of stripping the animal off your teeth. This movie sucks. One can only conclude that anyone who really loves films will hate it. One out of ten stars. Titanic you just sucks, people. Shut your whore mouth. My Heart Will Go On is a fucking classic. Everything else, I thought you were talking about Venom. But <laughs> My Heart Will Go On and Last One Standing are fucking hits. Oh, well, Speak truth, brother. <laughs> Fight the powers. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, with that being said... Oh, you know what I forgot to do before, but I guess it's a good pays off to listen to the end of the show. I was going to talk about the movies we're going to be covering in the next few weeks of Jesus Movie, uh, Jesus Movie Club. Sorry, and the triple stuff. First of all, next week we will be covering the uh, iconic No Time to Die. I uh, can't wait for this movie. I've been waiting for it for two years now, so I hope it's as good as it, it looks. I love Daniel Craig as Bond. This is our last chance with Bond, is him as Bond. By the way, it's running at like a two and a half hour time. So it's a long fucking movie. I bet I'm felt longer than that. But I'm, I'm going to point out, I don't know if it'll feel that long because it's Bond. Yeah. So it's going to be action on top of action, especially the Daniel Craig Bonds have been a phenomenal. So a, lot, lot, a high bar to live up to. The following week, though, because Diesel shan't be watching Halloween Kills, and that's what most of us are going to go see, we are going to do our Halloween special, if you will. And we had to pick a movie that Diesel could get through. So we came up. Just by pure happenstance the other day <laughs> with the perfect movie. So in two weeks, we will be reviewing for Diesel's Movie Club the Halloween classic, Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. The week after that will be Dune, just so you guys know. Yeah. So there you go. Those are the, the next <laughs> So two new movies plus Ernest Scared Stupid in your next three weeks of Diesel's Movie Club. So if you would like to watch along and be uh, right where we're at, go ahead and check those movies out. With that being said, we have come to the end of the show, and as they say on the Mickey Mouse Club, now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. We're not going to spell the word because I don't want to get sued by the House of Mouse. But with that being said, thank you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being hopefully entertained by us each and every week. We hope to see you next week when we come back at the same bat time and same bat channel. Ladies and gentlemen, for myself, for Ron, for Diesel, we hope you take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds! Later. 
Fuck it. I'll spell it out. D-O-G. I'm the dog. The big bad dog. Uh, Titanic just sucks, people. The Bounty Hunter! Yeah.